Hebrews chapter 13. Uh, well, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna read the whole chapter because, like I said, this is supposed to be a half hour. <laughs> um, so I, I, I want to make sure that we 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 take the time to pray. So I'm gonna start at verse one, and I'm gonna skip uh, uh, through through a few verses, but I'm gonna make sure that to to bring out the important points. So Numbers chapter one, sorry, chapter one, no, Numbers chapter thirteen, verse one. The Lord said to Moses, "Send some men to explore the land of Canaan." which I am giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of, his, one of their leaders. So anyways, it continues on to talk about uh, the different tribes uh, that were being sent. So we're going to skip over to 27. So this is after they went to explore the land, and this is the report that they brought back. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land to which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw were of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. You know, what, what I love about this story specifically is that there's these guys giving a bad report about the land. And listen, it's true. There were people in the land who, who were powerful. There, there, it, was, it was a nation where, where they did have a lot of soldiers and they did have armies. And it wasn't going to be easy to, to take the land. It's not that they were lying per se. Now, were, were, they, were they really giants? Well, I don't know, maybe. But, but you know, it's, maybe they were over-exaggerating. But, but it, it's true. It was going to be difficult for them to take over that land. But, but Caleb, he stood up and he says, we need to take possession of the land because we can certainly do it. And so there was an obstacle there. Okay, just, just remember something. Faith doesn't deny that there are obstacles. Faith doesn't stand up and say, oh, I don't, you know, I don't see anything. Everything's fine. I, I don't see any problems. No, faith doesn't deny there are obstacles. But faith says, I will overcome these obstacles because I have the power of God on my side. Caleb said, we should go and take possession because we can certainly do it. But what did the other guy said? Well, we look like grasshoppers in their, in their eyes. You know, we're not going to be able to do it. They're going to conquer us. But Caleb knew. And, and he, he was a... Now I'm going to read specifically what, what, what said about Caleb. But let, let me go to 14, chapter 14, starting at verse 6. Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jepune. I said that wrong, but hey. Who were among those who had, had explored the land, tore their clothes. And said to the entire Israel, Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, 
And do not be afraid of the people of the land because we will swallow them up. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. That is a, a bold confidence, not, not because of anything about their own strength. They knew, uh, I'm in chapter 14 now, uh, uh, Numbers 14. They, they, they were aware of what was ahead of them, but they took a different stance than the, the rest of those, of those uh, spies that went to explore the land. And they said, the protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. You know, we're facing, I, I, I guess to put it mildly, some obstacles that are in our way. We're facing a situation that is difficult. We're facing something that we've never seen before. But there's a, you have to make a choice today. How are you going to view this obstacle? Because we are assigned to this land. This is our land. We take it for the Lord. You know, Joshua and Caleb understood that that land was promised to them. And by the way, I'm going to give a spoiler alert. Eventually, they took possession of that land. Joshua chapter 4. Actually, let me, let me just read one verse from Joshua chapter 4. Uh, when they actually took the land, uh, uh, verse 24, uh, God did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. So, so it was again, giving all the glory and honor to the Lord because he's the one that, uh, that, 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 uh, um, was with them to possess the land. They understood that on their own, they couldn't do it. You know, we look at what we're facing and I know that that kind of like our, our maybe our instinct is, is, is to think, well, what about the law? And, and maybe, maybe we can get a lawyer and maybe the judge will stand up for us and maybe we can go to court. And those are natural means. And listen, there are some, some lawyers and, and some, some righteous lawyers out there. That, are, that, that do uh, uphold and honor the law. But I'm not looking for, to them to save me. I'm not looking to them to rescue me because I serve a God that is so powerful that he can do anything. You know, Hebrew, there's a scripture I just read yesterday uh, from Hebrews chapter 13, starting at verse five. Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, Repeat that word, confidence. Be confident in the God that you serve and be confident that your prayers are being answered. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Say, say that wherever you are. What can man do to me? We say by confidence. That's, that's right, Misha, not by, not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the Lord. That's who's on our side. We don't have to worry. It's, is it nice to have lawyers? Sure. Is it nice to have, uh, um, you know, someone in the Supreme Court or whoever that, that, that would actually uphold the law? Yeah, of course. But we have the power of the Lord on our side. And that's what Joshua and Caleb understood. They knew. They were aware of who was on their side. They, 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 they knew that they were to take that land. They were to possess that land. And nothing was going to stand in their way. So let's just continue um, the rest of, uh, of what happened in that story. Um, chapter 14, uh, verse 24. This is what... This is what was said of Caleb. Now this is at probably 
top five favorite verse in the Bible. Verse uh, Numbers 14, 24. But because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. I want you to say something. Repeat it out loud. Write it down. Whatever you need to do. Be like Caleb. Let's be like, like having a different spirit. Seeing things in a different way. Seeing things through the eyes of faith. And again, the eyes of faith don't deny what's in front of you. But the eyes of faith understand the God that's behind you. So it doesn't matter what you're looking at. What matters is who's on your side. And what matters is the confidence that you have. That we're going to be alright. That everything's going to be okay. Be like Caleb. I, I, I don't know about you, but I want that said of me. That I have a different spirit. That I looked at things differently. That I handled, handled things differently. And he and Joshua went into the land. N none of those other people inherited the land. In fact, you want to know what happened? <laughs> it's kind of sad, but it's, it's great and sad at the same time. Look at what happened to the, to the people. To those spies who had the bad report. Chapter 14, verse 36. So the men Moses had sent to explore the land who returned and made the whole community grumble against him by spreading a bad report about it. These men responsible for the bad report about the land were struck down and died of a plague before the Lord. Of the men who went to explore the land, only Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of uh, Jebhune, I gotta say that right, survived. I mean, <laughs> what an ending. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously not, again, not a great thing. But wow, what a distinction. Caleb gets, gets a, a portion of scripture uh, honoring him and celebrating him. That he has a different spirit instead of Joshua and Caleb. They're the only ones that are going to go and inherit that land. And what happened to the rest of the spies? They were struck down by a plague and died. <laughs> and you know, th this story definitely reminds me of something that Jesus spoke in Mark chapter 11, um, starting at verse 22. Uh, yeah, verse 22. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. I tell you the truth. If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You know, it's funny because those spies went to that land and they saw a mountain in the form of, of an army that looked like giants to them. And they looked at it and said, forget it. We're not going to be able to conquer this. Let's just turn back and go. But two of them realized and understood that land was promised to us. God told us we're going to inherit that land. He told us he would be with us. He told us that he'd never forsake us. So why should we be afraid? Why should we worry? Why should we be concerned? We will swallow them up. That is a, that's a great uh, a vote of faith and confidence in the Lord. And so for us today, specifically today, I want to pray for this province of Quebec and for the country of Canada which most of us live. I was reading from Mark chapter 11. 
because Jesus says, have faith in God and that mountain can be removed and go into the sea. And there certainly is a mountain that what we're seeing in front of us when it comes to, um, all, all the different things, you know, all, all the different, uh, uh, situations that, 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 that we're facing, that the government is doing, that the, the, the difficulties that, that they're th the threats that they're putting against us, the threats that come against the church, uh, uh, the people that are against us, uh, the laws that they're breaking to try and, to try and get us to, to, to conform and to cave in. And those are mountains and those are obstacles. But remember, faith says that God will be with us. And faith says that we can take that, that, that obstacle and take that land and take that mountain and take that giant. And so don't think for one second that, that this is lost on God, that he's looking at the situation and he says, yeah, that's a toughie. I don't know. Well, uh, good luck, guys. Um, I don't know. You know, because again, the easy answer would be to run. The easy answer would be to go somewhere else and get away from all this. But I'm going to tell you something, the plan of the enemy. The plan of the enemy is to take over the whole world. So you might be able to run, but you won't be able to hide. And so let's be confident that God assigned us to this land, to this nation, to this province, and that we will take it in Jesus' name. And that we could be confident uh, um, knowing that he's with us. I'm going to read again, you know, in case someone just joined and didn't hear the scripture in Hebrews 13. So we say with confidence. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? So, so there are, there could, they could threaten us. They could say, well, we're going to do this. Uh, mandatory this. Emergency act this. Blah, blah, blah. They, they're going to say all of that. And don't fall victim to, to, to allowing the news to scare you. Because that's what it's designed to do. It's designed to keep you in fear. It's designed to cripple you with fear. Because when people are afraid, they'll do anything that, that they're asked of so that they don't have to be afraid anymore. But, but we're not people who live in fear. The only fear that we live in is the fear of the Lord. We don't live in fear of man. We don't live in fear of, of earthly consequences. Because, you know, just think... Think about what happened in the, all of the New Testament. They were not afraid of what might happen to them on earth. Rather, they understood the mission that was assigned to them from God. And nothing was going to stop them from that mission. And nothing was going to take them away from that mission. That's right. God did not give us a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit, and it's a spirit from the pit of hell. And you could see that the way that, that, that the world is, is bound by this fear, fear of sickness and fear of death, because they don't understand that there is an eternity that's waiting for them, where there is no sickness, and there is no death, and there are no tears, but it's an eternity that they spend forever and ever and ever with God, walking with Him, talking with Him, worshiping Him. That's what we have in store for us. But what, what, what happens here on earth is a fear of losing this life. And, and because that's all that people know, but we're people that know and understand that there's something greater out there for us. And so we're not afraid of what man might do to us or try to do to us because we have a holy confidence and a holy boldness of our God and who's on our side. So let's pray. Um, and again, I know that not all of us that are watching live in Quebec, that's okay. 
because Good News Chapel is located in Quebec. So you can join us in prayer and pray for your own province as well. And really for the whole country, because the country, all has, they, everybody has the same game plan. Everybody has, has the same script that they're following. But in Quebec, for some reason, <laughs> it's like they're, they're, they're turning the screws really tight on the people of Quebec, really trying to wear us down and, 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 to, and to, to wipe us out. So let's pray. Um, so wherever you are, if you're, if you're at work, it's okay. Your coworkers are going to hear you pray. And if you're at home, then you could pray nice and loud because I am believing for a turnaround specifically in this province and in the nation of Canada, because yeah, New Brunswick, uh, BC, especially uh, because we have our, our, our good news chapel, um, uh, congregation out in Vancouver, but for this whole nation, you know, for, for the whole nation of Canada, I'm believing for a turnaround. I'm believing that even before we finish these 21 days of fasting, that we're going to start to see changes. We're going to start to hear news where things are starting to shift. And I'm going to tell you something. The devil is giving his last good shot because I'm, just, just remember something. The devil is a created being. He doesn't know what God's timeline is. For all he knows, he could think that, that this is it. That this is when he, he, he has the, the opportunity to force everybody to, to take a mark. You know, he might think that it's now. He might think that that's where we are. Because he doesn't know. He doesn't understand God's timeline. He can't see the future. He has no idea. Uh, you know, so he's just, he's just doing whatever he does. Because he doesn't understand God's timeline. So he's giving us his best shot. But, I, but like I said before, he might seem like he's strong, but our God is stronger. He might seem like he has some power, but our God is more powerful. And so we don't have to worry about what Satan does. You know, stop focusing on what Satan's doing and start focusing on what we know God will do, that he promised to, to rescue his people, that he promised to deliver us, that he said he'd never leave us nor forsake us, like it says in Hebrews 13. So that's not an Old Testament thing. That is a promise for those of us who are here now, for the church, that we can have holy confidence in the God that we serve. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for these that are watching. I thank you for their faith. I thank you that they're taking the time to commit the beginning of their year to show you that they mean business, that they want to see change, that they want to see things turn in this nation. Father, I pray for this province of Quebec. You have planted us here. You have assigned Good News Chapel to this very province that, that many people say is the most difficult province. But honestly, I don't care what that report says. You know, when the scripture says, whose report do you believe? I believe the report of the Lord. And the report of the Lord says that we will come and conquer this nation for Christ. That people will turn to you. That people will turn from their wicked ways. Father, your word says that if my people who are called by my name will hum humble themselves and pray, that you will hear our prayer and heal our land. So, Father, I pray that you heal this land. Father, I curse every uh, uh, um, whisper or rumor of, 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 of vaccine passports or mandates or mandatory vaccines. I curse all the plans that the enemy has to destroy people's lives. I curse the, uh, every single uh, um, um, 
restriction that that has caused problems for people that what it's done to children what you know what it's done to everybody it's 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 not just disrupted lives it's ruined lives it's destroyed lives but i know that you are the god of restoration i know that you can restore what's happened in this land i know that it's not too far gone because we're still here and you would not have assigned us to this place if it was a lost cause it is not a lost cause. So long as we are alive and living and breathing, we can take this land for your name because you, you made us a promise that you would never leave us nor forsake us. So Father, I pray for every single person who lives in this, in this province of Quebec, that you would give them strength and confidence not to be afraid and not to worry. I believe that there will be change. I believe that there's going to be a turnaround. I believe that, 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 that slowly but surely we are going to start to see a, a shift in the news cycle, that things are, are, are not going the way the enemy planned, but we're starting to see things change. I don't even, we don't even need to wait until the end of the 21 days, but we could start to see it right now, from now, join your faith, uh, push, just, just push through. Lord, I know that there, it looks like that it's too difficult. It looks like that we're not going to be able to conquer it, but we're not doing this alone. We're doing this with the God of the universe on our side. We're doing this with the almighty father, with the God of more than enough, the God that provides, the God that protects, the God that saves. And so we never have to worry that something's going to be too difficult. We never have to think that, forget it, they're going to overtake us. Forget it, those giants are too big. We're not going to be able to conquer them. No, we come with a holy assurance and confidence that you're with us, that you're going to change this nation so that more people can come to Christ because you haven't, you have not come yet to collect your church. So that means that there is still time for people to be saved. So father, I thank you in advance for what, what great change and great turnaround we're about to see in the province of Quebec and in the nation of Canada. I, I speak against every single law that would try to come into force to try to, to force people to do something against their will. I curse everything that would remove jobs. I curse everything that's taking kids out of school, that's ruining their childhood, the years that they will never get back. People are being robbed of time that cannot be returned to them. And I pray that it comes to an end. I pray that you put a stop to it. I pray that you sweep across this nation with your hand the same way that you swept across Egypt and swept the locusts into the midst of the sea. I pray that you sweep this wickedness that has descended upon this nation and you sweep it away in the name of Jesus because it is time that your church took its place again. I thank you for this church. I thank you that we, re we refuse to quit. I thank you that we refuse to back down. I thank you that no matter who tries to come against us, that we refuse to stop because your word says that you will build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And that any weapon formed shall not be permitted to prosper against your church and against your people. I thank you, Lord, that, that 
that we're fearless, that, that we go every single Sunday to church and the spirit is with us and we could feel it in the atmosphere of the church and that people come and get saved. And that's what it's all about. That is the only thing that matters, that more souls are taken from the kingdom of darkness and brought into your glorious kingdom of light. And it doesn't matter the earthly consequences because there is an eternity that awaits that is much bigger and much better than anything that this world can offer. Let us not cling to our lives because the word says that anyone who, who that, that whatever, um, that it's not even worth it, uh, uh, what we have on earth. Um, so Father, I pray that we would never be bound by any sort of fear that we would never be bound by anything that would take us away from the mission that you have assigned us to and that you have assigned this church to. I thank you, Lord. I pray that you be with us. I pray that you be with our church. I pray that, that whatever news reports might come and whatever people try to say about us, that it, wouldn't, that it wouldn't stop us, that it wouldn't deter us, that we would be even stronger because we know that the opposition is straight from the devil to try to get us to quit. And that every moment that we, any time that we would close our doors, that's one less opportunity for someone to come to Christ. And that's why we never shut. And that's why we never stop. Because we understand that we're not like all the other places that might be closed. But we carry a different power and a different anointing that comes from on high. That we, that we walk with your spirit that works through us. And Lord, I thank you for the victory. I thank you that it's already been won. I thank you that you've already won. I thank you that the devil's under our feet. I thank you that he has no dominion over us, but we have dominion over him. And so, Father, I pray for, for great reports and for, for great change. And I pray for great testimonies that are gonna, that are, that are gonna come out of this fast. And there are just gonna be so many that we won't even be able to, to say them all because it's too many. Because you, you have not abandoned your people. You have not left us. You know, you, you have not given up on us. You know, you see our faith. You see our, our, our work. You see that we've put our hand to the plow and we're not turning back. And so, Father, I thank you in advance for great, great and mighty things that are going to happen. Lord, we love you, Father. We love you and we thank you that you always protect us. We thank you for that hand of protection that's placed upon our church, that's placed on the property of our church, <laughs> that the devil's not allowed to disturb the work that you're doing on that property because you handed us that property and you gave it to us for a reason. And so, Father, I thank you that we understand that we can never stop and we understand why we do what we do. Thank you, Father. And I pray these things in that mighty, powerful name of Jesus, that name that's above every other name, that at the mention of that name, demons have to flee, darkness has to flee, sickness has to flee at the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I, I praise you in the, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.